Hey guys, uh, welcome to the Google Podcast. I'm Rob Watson and I'm doing a solo episode today. It's been a while. I think the last one that I did was on how to start a podcast. I've kind of just been really enjoying interviewing people and getting the interviews out. I've, I've had quite a few. It's been a really interesting year for that. I've had plenty of people actually reach out to me to want to be on the podcast which is great um, I obviously can't have them all on um, but I'm able to sort of cherry pick the ones that I think would suit the theme of this podcast so I've just been going at it full speed on, on them and um, I think early in the year I, was, I think I even put out four in a month I was sort of really chomping at the bit I'm really excited to be sharing um, these things they've actually slowed down a little bit recently because he became a father not long ago and we had a baby little girl, her name is Stella. She is the absolute joy of my life. She is, you know, it really is. It's like the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, it, it really is. And I'm so joyed and excited to have in her life. It's also one of the most challenging things I've ever had to, to do to become a father. And I often think that my life has been... Um, and my old life's just disintegrated overnight and anyone else who's became as the first child can probably relate to that the um the change and the you know this this little human requires everything from you you know full attention all the time all the way through the night so it has been really testing for us particularly the first few weeks but she is now sleeping better even the other night she slept for seven hours without a feed now we were just like over the moon with that um, some people say they're lucky if they can get an hour and we managed to get seven hours and I'm like wow did it feel good to get seven hours sleep because at the beginning and um, we were probably getting about two hours of sleep a night for the first few weeks it almost put us to a breaking point and particularly for Ruth God you know I'm telling you what talk about having a lot of respect so much more respect for her and you know I already did you know off the charts for her but now it's just it's gone to the to the moon. Um, you know what women have to go through to bring life into this planet is phenomenal, and I don't think it gets the recognition that it should be uh, in life. Other people, other things are considered to be more successful or more worthy of acclaim, and for me, there's nothing. There's nothing more um, rewarding, I think, for that. So, Ruth. Um, if you listen to this or any mums that listen to this, thank you for, for what you do. I'm in awe of you. Um, so yeah, I became a father. That's my highlight of 2020. It's been um, incredible. But anyway, I want my, I've kind of, what I'm talking about there is a little bit like what I'll talk about or I'll tie it in with the theme that I'm talking about. So the theme of today's episode is to expect the unexpected, which considering we are at the end of 2020 and we have gone through probably the, the greatest change of our lives. I would say that's pretty fair to say. You know, something's happened to us this year that has affected every single person walking the planet, pretty much. And something like that's not really happened since maybe, you know, major wartime. And even then, not all countries were involved in the war or, you know, people would still be able to get together and be with loved ones and stuff. So... So yeah, expect the unexpected. But before I do talk about this, I just want to say, what well, it's something I'm going to start to do more on this podcast is I want to put a shout out to a company that I respect and support. So this isn't me getting the sponsorship. This is me giving a bit of her time to companies that I really respect and I think are doing good in the world. 
and it's something that I want to continue to do. Maybe it can be the same one for a few episodes. It might be that I do, I change them every time and I just give a shout out to them. Um, so yeah, so for in this podcast, I'm actually going to be supporting Positive News Magazine. Now, those who've been on this journey with me since the beginning will know I had the editor of the, them on this podcast back on episode number two, I think it was, all the way back two and a bit years ago. Well, anyway, Positive News is the magazine for good journalism and about good things. Now, that ties in perfectly with this podcast. You know, when much of the media is full of doom and gloom, instead, Positive Media is basically the first media organisation in the world that is dedicated to quality, independent reporting about what's going right. Um, you know, and as a magazine and a movement, they are basically changing news for good. I'm 100% behind that. Something I talk about consistently in this podcast is the doom and gloom from the media you put on the radio, you put on the news. Do you feel empowered by the stuff that you're hearing or does it put you into a state of fear and angst? And I actually think with what's happened this year with COVID, now I believe the media has made, has blown it out of proportion. In terms of the effect that it's had on individuals, it's made you feel like people are just dropping in the streets, you know, that all your neighbours are going to be affected with it and the world's coming to an end. That's the fear that the media puts in. And we need to remember that the media, the mainstream media, there is evidence out there and data that suggests that, you know, negative news encourages people. Not only does it dumb them down, make them more um, likely to... Uh, give up their freedoms, give up their own uh, um, self-empowerment, but it actually makes them spend more money. It'll make them spend more money on stuff. You know, that stuff that we don't need just to make us happy, probably because it's put us into a bad state that we feel like we need a bit of, um, uh, we need a distraction and often spending money is a distraction. Well, anyway, the antidote to that is Positive News Magazine, something that I've read and followed for years ago, for years You'll get a subscription for it. You'll get it four times a year. It's a great way to spend a Sunday morning flicking through it. You will feel better for reading it to see what good things are going on in the world. That's why I set up this podcast. There's so much good happening in this world. There really is. And we just need to shine a light more on that. And the more of us that can switch off from the mainstream news, feel more self-empowered, um, you know, willing to like, go forth in our life in a, in a better, brighter direction because there's so many green shoots popping up all over the place. And there's not even green shoots, there's fully fledged trees all over the place in terms of positive things to be looking at, to be getting on board with, to changing our outlook. And so if you want to support Positive News, if you want to subscribe to them, I'll include a link to them in this podcast in the show notes where you can subscribe or you can just find out a bit more about them. I know from doing the first episode with them and um, when I did all them years ago with Lucy I had quite a few friends that signed up with them and are, are grateful to this day that I had that interview with Lucy so if you're looking for a healthy dose of positivity in your life check out Positive News. So there we go there's my first kind of little uh, plug for a company I'm not receiving any money for this and um, who knows I might receive sponsorship in the future and I'd be willing to take on sponsors I think for if they were the right company right organization um, but for now I'm actually just going to be supporting organizations that I believe in that are that doing good now if you do want to support me there is a way that you the listeners can support me for literally less than the price of a cup of coffee each month you could sign up and become a member on my patreon page it allows me to 
cover some of the costs for this podcast um, and not just eventually cover the cost, but actually potentially cover some of the time that I invest in this so I can continue to put out really great content and develop my craft even more, potentially do more interviews than I normally would, you know. So if you feel the urge, you know, and I'm really grateful for some of the people that have just recently become members of it um, after the episode I did with Dr. Richard Halverson, I noticed straight away like two people in the space of half an hour and became uh, members on there so I'm really grateful to them and um, I appreciate your support thank you very much so anyway moving into today's episode which is as I said to expect the unexpected now I came across a quote from Woody Allen which is basically if you want to make God laugh tell him about your plans now isn't that true you know I'm thinking the turn of this year um we were, you know, me and Ruth, we've been trying to get pregnant for a while. Um, it wasn't a simple process for us. It took us just about two years before Ruth was pregnant. Lots of trials and ups and downs and, you know, lots of kind of things to go through for that. It, um, I'm really grateful for the experience now I've gone through it. But at the time it was, you know, it was challenging. Um, wondering why we couldn't have kids and um, why it wasn't happening for us and, in the end, I believe, you know, I talk about this in this podcast a lot about divine timing and trust in the process and there's definitely a process to it. But then sometimes when you're in the thick of it, you don't see a way out of it or you just want things to be easy. And that's pretty much from the ego's perspective. The ego just wants things to be easy. It wants us to win the lottery. It wants us all to be good looking. It wants us to have the fancy car. It wants us to um, be able to travel the world, you know, all them things and the, the perception of what easy seems to be like and to be super healthy and all them things um when actually what is the path that's best for our own spiritual um evolution and sometimes the challenges the bumps in the roads the you know when one door when you can't get through one door and you're knocking but you're you know you're just being sent backwards it's all for our own development and for all so we can live and learn i believe we are here on this earth plane to live and learn and to grow for our own um, spiritual, uh, for our own, for our soul's um, growth. And that's something that I believe true to my core. And um, so life isn't going to be easy at times. And we can have all these plans about what we want to do and want to do. Like for instance, when we were first starting to have a, trying to have a child, we wanted to happen first time. So every time we got a negative um, uh pregnancy test you know there was disappointment and there was confusion and you're thinking you're doing all the right things but you're trying to do all the right things but it's not happening and but for us we went for a two-year journey where there was so much growth in that for us personally and in a in a relationship we managed to heal plenty of old wounds there where if we wouldn't have then um we wouldn't have done that then and the baby just appeared our lives would have been completely full and chaotic with the child being in and we wouldn't have the opportunity to look closer at some of the things that were out of alignment with ourselves and on our relationship and we were able to work through that uh, with the right support and help you know I've spoke plenty of times on this podcast about being open and talking about our feelings and our emotions we've had seen you know couple therapy for for many years and i've been in my own speak to my own therapists you know for for god well over a decade and i find it's a great way for me to articulate what's going on inside of me i've met and i'd said in the past on this podcast that sometimes i'd find it challenging to say what was really going on i could all i would say is that i wasn't feeling good i was feeling bad and speaking to people 
has given me a platform to be able to, you know, work through some of them emotions to understand where they're coming from. And I would encourage anyone who's willing or open to, to you know, go down that route. You know, there's, I don't think there's as much stigma as there is to it in the past. Like, I've got a lot of friends over in America and they're completely open about this thing and they have been for decades. I think it's, there's a shift happening, but there's definitely an element in this country of feeling like talking about your feelings is a weakness. When actually, is it worth, you know, do you want to just bottle it all up? Do you want to just hold on to all those feelings inside? Realise what it's turned into, like illnesses pop out from, you know, trapped emotions like cancer and all sorts of things can manifest when we're not dealing with some of the root issues within us. So kind of went sideways with that, but I think it's all um, worth hearing or worth me talking about one or the other. I often find this podcast anyway is an opportunity. It's very healing for me just talking into this microphone and knowing that there's people at the other end that are going to be listening. Um, I find that, um, and I would know, I love to have just, you know, conversations with people but it's nice just to be able to just talk into him and um, let things go i've let plenty of things go in this podcast release take take away the shame of stuff i think we hold so much shame in ourselves um from stuff so the more we can be open then all the good so i think i was talking about us getting pregnant and you know ended up we did we we had a, a baby and the thing is if it would have happened early on then it meant that Stella wouldn't have been born on 10-10-2020, which I've got to say has got to be the best um, date of birth that I can think of. Um, very auspicious, I believe. Um, and she came in at the right timing. It's funny, I don't really talk about this stuff often, or I haven't shared it much, but anyway. I remember around about 2015, coming up to, or was it 2016? 2015, 2016, Christmas time. I remember getting feelings and emotions and, and like almost felt like messages as if like, I remember I would always, I'm a big one for me for going out looking at the stars. Like I will go out, you know, particularly in winter time, I love going out and looking at the star systems, Pleiades star systems, looking at all sorts of, you know, things in the sky. I've got so much wonder. I've got this app on my phone called, um, I can't even remember the name of the app on the phone. But anyway, it's this star app and it tracks all the stars around. And I, when I see a new constellation or a new thing, I'm like, wow, you know, I'll zoom in and find out that information about it. Well, anyway, I would kind of look to the stars and sometimes I feel like I would get like um, messages or thoughts and feelings coming to me. And I really got this distinct message and feeling around about 2015 that from like, it was like as if um, she, and I believe it was Stella, I would say, you know, I'm ready to come in when you are. And these were the feelings that I was getting. Um, and here's an interesting thing. So when we did, when we found out we were pregnant, um, it came out of the blue really because we had to do, do some treatment. Um, we went with an amazing hospital and I've got to say hands up to the NHS and for the support they've given us through the whole process all the way through the pregnancy. Um, or the midwives, or the uh, everyone, you know, it's been incredible. But we had some treatment to get pregnant, and it actually worked first time for us. And we were amazed, we, you know, it was a treatment called IUI, and you potentially get free goes, and if that doesn't work, you then move on to IVF. And I kind of thought, oh, well, you know what, we'll just do the IUI, because, um, you know, what's, you might as well give it a go, you know, and I think there's a, 15% chance, 10, 15, 20% chance that it might work. Where with IVF, there's a 50% chance that it might work. So we did the IUI 
and Ruth went and did a pregnancy test in the morning and she came in and she said to me it's not worked and we were obviously really disappointed we were like that's the first time we'd had like the assistance for that the other time it was us trying we were going for tests we're finding out if there was anything wrong with us it came back there was nothing wrong with us it was just they couldn't find out why it wasn't happening for us so she comes in she shows me and she's like oh you know it's not she didn't even show me she left it into the bathroom and then she comes she comes in and I kind of give her you know we're holding on to each other giving each other a hug um but the tears didn't come but in the past the tears had come and then we kind of get up and we're kind of we're being quite um philosophical about it and I've got to be careful as well sometimes I can be too philosophical about stuff and just you know sometimes I just need to keep my mouth shut and just to you know listen to someone else I think that's what sometimes us guys can want to fix everything and just try and be super positive and sometimes it's a time for not that it's allowing emotions to flow and just listening i'm trying to i'm getting better at that of just listening rather than feeling like i've got to try and fix stuff um because who am i to be fixing someone else you know that they're more than capable of fixing themselves i can only fix me and maybe i don't even need fixing maybe no one needs fixing maybe everything is just the way it's supposed to be anyway we get up we're about to go downstairs Ruth goes back into the bathroom and then she shouts me and she goes Rob come here a minute I go in and she's like can you see two lines on there on the pregnancy test I'm like yeah like one's really faint like I said well what's does that mean we're pregnant you know and we're doing some google searches and it basically says that if there's two lines you are 100% pregnant because it releases a particular hormone into the female and when that goes on the urine and it goes onto the strip it shows up and I was just like wow I was kind of like is this really happening is this you know something that we'd wanted um so much for two years and then all of a sudden she um it's happened and and then Ruth like wanted to double check and so she's ringing the hospital saying and they're saying yeah it will be but take another test in a couple of days just to be sure so we head out that day uh we're super excited I think it was on a Tuesday and then um, we buy another test, like a, a better one, more like a proper electronic one or something anyway. Um, and then we do it again on the Thursday morning. And, and we always knew that we were going to do it early. And Ruth got up, I don't know, about six o'clock and I heard her get up. So I just went out into the landing. And people that know me and know me that I've got a design company and I work up in the loft and we've got this open plan loft space and we've got skylights coming in. You know, it's really, I really absolutely do love the space the way it is where the light comes into our hallway. Well, I went and stood in the hallway and I was on our, below our, at the bottom of our ladder that we've got to get into the loft. And I was looking up to the skylight or I noticed that it was there. And our cat, Bo, who's this lovely little Persian uh, ginger cat that we've had for 13 years. She climbs up on the ladder about almost to like my chest height. And while Ruth's in there, it's just like meowing, like going all sorts. Like, you know, like it was like it was really trying to get my attention. And she got my attention I'm like it's okay Bo what's up you know and it was like as if she was encouraging me to look up and I looked up and it was about six o'clock it was still dark and I could see stars uh, a couple of stars like cut right right bang up above me on the skylight looking through the skylight so I said before I've got this app so I got the app I wanted to check what it was and it was the Vega system the Vega star system and like I said, you know, about before feeling like I was getting messages from the stars and stuff like that. And and then, you know, 
literally a few moments after that, Ruth comes out to me and she says, I'm pregnant. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's absolutely a positive, you know. And I remember just feeling like so amazed and so at joy. And remembering that moment that when I was out in the start, looking at the stars four or five years earlier, I'm feeling like I was getting these messages from the stars saying, I'm ready to come in, Daddy. You know, this is what it felt like. And I've always thought, and anyone, you know, this isn't, you know, I've always said to everyone, I always knew that we were going to have a little girl. I always knew in my heart that we were going to have a little girl. And that's what came. You know, we ended up having a little girl. We didn't find out. We waited till the moment. But I knew in my heart that it was. And I feel that she's got, got this connection with the stars. And she's come in, and that's one of the reasons we've called her Stella, because Stella means star, um, a middle named Ray. So I like to think, you know, she's a ray of light as well, and she's already definitely a ray of light for us. So that's me just sharing that um, and my journey of that, and, you know, to expect the unexpected. Because for us, any when you're starting out with someone, whether you're planning to set up a business, or you're trying to get pregnant, or you're, you're working out some holiday adventure that you want to go on, we have all these plans, you know, and I think we can be too rigid and strict in them, and when things don't work out the way we want them to, then that's when issues arise, that's when, um, you know, there's that thing inside us, we're trying to control stuff, we're trying to control stuff when actually life is perfect as it is, you know, that nursery rhyme that goes, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream, merrily, 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 life is but a dream, when you listen to those words, row your boat gently, gently, you know, down the stream as if life is just a flow, do it merrily, you know, life is just a dream. Those who've listened to me on this podcast have spoken about how I believe we're just, you know, we are coming from the stars and our soul exists beyond this physical realm. And we're down here for a short period of time to learn, to grow, to evolve. Um, so there's messages everywhere. Yet, from the ego's perspective, we are trying to control every single aspect of our lives. Everything. And because of that, we're blocking off the wonder that is available to us in every moment. There's also, as I said about divine timing, our little girl appeared on the 10th of October, exactly the right time. She came early, nine days early. Um, again, that's another great way to let go, to expect and expected. You know, we weren't going in, we didn't have a planned C-section or anything like that. Um, it was a natural birth in the end. That brought some challenges up going through the birth. Um, I might even mention that shortly about the expect the unexpected. And and you know, you have to have that element, you have to surrender. I think that's what I'm getting at with a lot of this stuff. We have to surrender. And year, for me, the year of 2020 is about surrendering to life's flow more. And the brakes have been put on massively. So many of our plans have been cancelled. Businesses have gone under, people are losing their jobs, people can't see people, all the holidays have been cancelled, events, everything. You know, could you imagine a year when Glastonbury Festival would be cancelled? But that's not that's just a drop in the ocean compared to what everything else has been cancelled. You just wouldn't imagine it. Um something like that would go on. You know, that's that's a little bit the theme that I'm going on here is about us like not having I think we should get excited about stuff. Excitement, I believe, is the organizing principle of our lives. You know, when we something excites us and we want to, and I think we need to follow that. I remember this. This is one of the key themes for me from um, uh, uh, some from someone that I follow called Bashar, and that is basically to follow our excitement. Excitement is there to tell us what we need to do next. 
Um, and it's important to remember the difference between excitement and anxiety. Often I'm pulled from pillar to pillar from excite, from, through anxiety each day. And I have to bring myself, center myself back into my being. How do I do that? I take a moment to breathe. I take a moment to recognize that those are just thoughts that are attempting to tell me that I need to do this and that and this next. And actually it's like, no, I don't need to do that. I also use an Eckhart Tolle technique of just bringing my awareness into my hands, into my feet, taking a breath deep into my stomach. All those things allow me just to center, even if it's just for a few moments. And one thing I've realized from becoming a dad is I used to have a very clear structure to my day. I'd get up, I'd make myself a drink, I'd meditate, I'd go for a run, I'd do these things, you know, the baby arrives, um, all them things are pretty much out the window. I'd normally run twice a week. I've basically been around about three runs in about two months. But that's all good. That is all, you know, but that's all good for me anyway. My my trick now is to find those places of calm and centre in the day so if i'm making some food i'll just go do be aware be in that moment as best i can where i'm cutting carrots rather than thinking i've got to chop these super fast and i've got to get it all in the pan with everything else it's like it's okay let's just slow it down if it takes me an extra minute that's okay that just just to like take that step back and be like what is the rush anyway we're all on this path of going, I believe there's a term like, you know, going nowhere fast, of just on this treadmill of life, going along with everyone else. And this year has shown us more than any other year that that doesn't work. You know, I remember when all the lockdown first kicked in around March time, at that time, like, and I just found out that we were about to become a dad. So I was getting into this, like, this zone of thinking right okay I need to be super productive and I need to be really on it with my business and other things that I was doing like I need to get ahead of the curve on things make sure I've got you know enough money in place to look after Ruth and the baby and these are the things that swell up in me COVID hits lockdown kicks in I work in the design industry I work in the arts sports and the health the arts have been obliterated sports have been obliterated Health has stayed relatively strong, which has given us, you know, a bit of a foothold in. But a lot of projects that we had just got cancelled and delayed. So I'm kind of left there thinking, you know, I'm more than willing to be working to do stuff, yet there's nothing there for me to do. And I had to surrender in that moment and think, well, this is just the way it's supposed to be. And in that moment, I basically gave, ended up having about three months of not working at all and and some other things in place we took advantage of the mortgage thing not paying the mortgage for a few months and that felt amazing and the realizations that we were getting from that is like i talk about this anyway you know about you know not just living to pay bills and stuff like that and i don't have a big expensive mortgage but i do have a mortgage and the thought of x amount of money going every month and when we had that window of three months where it didn't it was amazing to think wouldn't it be great if we didn't have a mortgage at all? And we just used what equity we built up in our house and downsized to something smaller. Like, you know, again, that path's like always bigger, bigger car, bigger house. Like as if it's considered to be, you're unsuccessful if you downsize to go something small. Like it's like as if you can only do that when you're retired. But we've been thinking a lot more, well, why do we want to live that way? I don't want to go chasing after the next thing, the next bigger thing. 
especially if it means that I'm going to be work, I have to work or put money into it for the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years. I value, I value money, of course I do. We need it all to, to go along um, in our lives presently, but I also value my time. And I feel for me, one of the greatest gifts I can give to be Stella is to be there as a father, to be present there for her, to not feel like I'm going out the door, working 50, 60 hours a week just to be a provider. Like, I don't just want to be like that. And I've, you know, engineered my life very differently the past five years. I used to go out and work 50, 60 hours a week. I used to travel um, 10 hours on top of that a week traveling. I'd be stressed all the time from the way I worked. Now I'm not stressed all the time from the way I work. I've got stressed from other things, which, you know, that's where the surrender comes in and just allowing things just to move and flow. Um, but I believe the greatest gift I can give to Stella is for me to be there for her now. And Ruth's the same. And we consider that we kind of want to both have great passions in our life. Like my design company is, a, you know, is, has been one of the, my most exciting things I've ever done and it's taken me loads of places and I've had worked on great projects and done amazing stuff and continue that but there's also other things that I'm interested in as well like this podcast and I've recently just started um, baking cakes and selling cakes like healthy treats healthy alternative or paleo um, you know and using the eggs from our chickens in the back now that really excites me baking cakes I'm not going to be a millionaire from it I'm not going to make the money I am that I do from running a design company, but it's exciting for me. I like to be off a computer. I like to be in the kitchen making stuff. And it felt great to go and deliver some of these cakes to people that were having parties that weren't able to normally enjoy um, a, a like party, um, like a, a birthday celebrations for a cake anyway, because this lady had certain food intolerances for gluten and dairy and, and grains. And that's my thing with this, you know, I'm using mostly organic ingredients. Like I said, I'm using the eggs from the chickens. I'm just, you know, I'm making I'm, my, my flour is like almond flour. I'm putting sweet potato in, you know, uh, I, I make this chocolate avocado cake basically. And, you know, there's dates, sweet potato, I've got, and people say, you know, Ruth said it's the nicest chocolate cake she's ever eaten, and maybe she'll say that because she's my wife, but actually other people have said that to me as well. But I get a real joy from that making and baking cakes and seeing that, um, and seeing that so, you know, I've gone off on one there, but what it is, is about me, for me, time is important. Having time to do the things that I love, that excite me, I love to garden, I love to spend time with people. I don't want to just work my way to this idea in the future that then I'm going to have more time. You might have more time when you're 65 or when you're 70, but will you have your health? And are you just always living in the future? I had I had this feeling a while ago that I was going to write down on two pieces of paper. One on one piece of paper it was going to be past and future and on the the right on the other piece of paper was now. And the past and future piece of paper I'm going to light it with a match. And the now one is I'm going to roll it up and I'm going to put it inside one of my house plants because that for me is my way of of symbolizing growth. I want to grow that state of being more to live in the now. The idea of the past and the future is all an illusion. It's all a trick of the mind to think that like if you think you're going to be happy in the future when you've got something, maybe when you think you're at your ideal weight, when you're in this relationship, you've got this money. You're kidding yourself. 
You're absolutely kidding yourself. It's in this moment right now, as you're listening to me, this is where the beauty of it all is. This is where happiness is. And this is where the abundance of joy can overflow in the present moment. Now, I'm speaking from this from experience-ish. Like there's plenty of people that I follow. Michael Singer, Eckhart Tolle, Ram Das, a few other people who are living masters in that where I get glimpses of it. And when I get those glimpses of it, it's as if a huge weight is released from me. And I realize that I've been going about everything the wrong way in my life. And in fact, it's inside of us. That's where the answers are. And I think from COVID from this year, so much uncertainty has happened. Everyone's plans have been canceled. Millions of people losing their jobs, people going hungry, real crisis time. And normally when we'd be able to look outside of ourselves for some level of certainty, and it's not there, whether it's the fear of getting ill and dying, or it's the fear of losing your job or not having enough food or being homeless, all very valid feelings for people to experience this year. And it's happened on a mass event like no other, really. Um, like I said, the media certainly has overegged it all. I don't doubt that. Um, but I trust the timing of it and it may be an opportunity for us all to look deeper. You know, we pretty much ignore death, don't we? It's all going to happen to us all, but we go through our lives trying to ignore it. I do know some people that um, won't take their own grandkids to funerals because they don't think the kids should see that. And I'm like, that's nonsense in my book. Birth and death are just as equally important. You know, it's, um, and I heard someone, Michael Singer actually say about death, like death is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You know, don't, you know, we should be, we can be have a level of excitement about it. You don't want to miss that one. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of uncertainty has been taken away from us. So, and I believe that that certainty now is sending us inwards to, you know, I think, I don't know how many is, but I imagine so many people have gone towards like meditation or all sorts of things to try and find their center to realize that why the chaos is around us. It's almost like we need to be in the eye of the storm. And that's the only way we're going to pass through a lot of the challenges that we're facing right now is to find our center to be in that place. And from that to surrender, as I said, that nursery rhyme, you know, to, to go slow, to go with the flow. I know from my life in the past, one of the reasons I was so stressed and unhappy in my late 20s is I was going upstream all the time. I felt like my my feet were just wading in like, you know, knee high waters, choppy waters, trying to like struggle and get anywhere. When all I had to do was let go. Yet my mind wouldn't allow me to let go because it felt like if I let go, I failed or I was going to lose or, you know, all these things that come on. Yet we just have to trust if we can trust in the flow of life more and i've had times this year where i've been pushed right to the edge of that like i'll be honest my business has been squeezed to the absolute edge like absolute edge of existence and it's just bounced back now that was really uncomfortable especially as i'm about to become a father i'm thinking well you know i've created this life for me i work from home i want to be there for my child and I want to do these things. I don't want to have to go and get a job somewhere else. And um, and that was some of the things that were coming up for me. You know, what is my company going to go under? And 
it's not. Um, thankfully, and what I do think anyway, on the 31st of December, at close to midnight, or as we pass midnight into 2021, all of us need to put one of our hands up in the air, lean forward, and with that hand that is above the air, lean it down and give yourself a pat on the back. Everyone who makes it through 2020, and it's going to be 99.9% of people that start the year, or maybe 99 or whatever, will um, will make it. And we've done it. And if you can make it through this year, we can make it through any year. But other things that have challenged me, I remember our beloved um, cat, Kingsley, you know, our little boy, he passed away, you know. He'd been with us for 13 years. I'd spent practically every day with him. And he died 10 days before Stella was born. Again, I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe that was accidental that he died then. You know, it was like as if he'd been with us that long and it was his time of saying, right, okay, time for me to go. I'm creating space for Stella, who's certainly going to take up more energy. Um, Another thing that happened to us, you know, we got burgled back in January. And that's been really unsettling. Actually, they came in, they... Went straight through the house, um, pinched uh, laptops, other stuff, ripped all the cupboards open. Um, we felt extremely violated. And then they attempted to come back the week later as well. But thankfully, they didn't get in second time. That was extremely unsettling for us, you know. We didn't want that or plan that. But it was very interesting. I think it happened on like the 19th of January. And then exactly one month later, on the 19th of February, we found out that we were having Stella. I find that interesting and often I believe that the break-in was symbolizing a breakthrough in our lives. Might not be what you want. Like I said, from the ego's perspective, you just want to live in peace and calm and tranquility, but that isn't what life's about, you know? And um, it's it's made us um, be more aware of that things. Um, so yeah, it wasn't, unco- it wasn't comfortable, but... W- and one thing I'd like to say is that I believe, like, I heard this analogy as well from Bashar and it's called the watermelon seed effect and I believe millions of us billions of us have been pushed through the watermelon seed effect this year and that is imagine taking a watermelon seed sticking it between your thumb and your main finger and squeezing it as hard as you possibly can now I believe we've been that seed this year we've been getting squeezed and squeezed and squeezed but the thing is that when you take a watermelon seed and you squeeze it because it's wet and it's a little bit um, like greasy for effect, that seed will shoot out and it'll shoot out in an unexpected direction. And I believe so many of us are shooting out in unexpected directions now because of what's happened. I understand there's many people that have lost their jobs and realize that there's no new jobs to go for. They're going back to college, to university, to retrain in things that they never thought they would have had the opportunity to do if it wasn't for COVID. I'm hearing that a lot um, from colleges and unis that more people are enrolling because the jobs aren't out there. So it's encouraging these people to go in different directions. Like I said with me before, we're really seriously thinking about, I don't want a mortgage. I don't want, I want I want my monthly bills to be as minimum as possible. Like everyone who knows me knows I value good food. That's non-negotiable. Good, healthy, well-sourced food is a must for me and my family. But the other things around that, I want to minimize them. And not because I'm a tight ass, but I am a minimalist. And I want a balance between spending the times on the things that I really love and enjoy, you know, and but I don't want to be working all my life to just pay for those things. So we've discussed about downsizing and living a more simple life without the expectation or pressures of 
paying off mortgages or loans or so that's something for us to think about and kind of feel like I'm going to wrap up on that one it's gone on longer than I expected but this year has definitely been you know to expect the unexpected and I think if we can just go forward with that mantra even forward in our lives yes have plans but I think it's really important that we're fluid with them that if something doesn't unfold at the right time for us don't think of it as a failure think of it as just it's an obstacle on our path something that we need to face it could be that we've got to climb over it and there's something for us to learn from that or we could be thinking that we have to go in a different direction and sometimes just getting a level of excitement and go and doing something new, something different. Might not turn into this grand plan, but just having that level of excitement and then going in a different direction is then gonna steer you to go off and do something else completely different that you never thought you would. You know, you got the inspiration for one thing, but then all of a sudden as you're doing that, something even more amazing pops into your mind and you wanna do that. So I'm gonna leave it there. Um, This is the last podcast of 2020. Seems like a fitting one. Like I said, we hit 23, 59, and 59 seconds on the 31st of December to give ourselves all a pat on the back as we made it through. We made it through probably one of the most life-changing years ever. One that I believe will be the catalyst for so much change that we'll look back and go, this was the year. This was the year everything changed. And in a way, it's up to us to decide if it's for the better or for the worst. There can be plenty of different timelines ahead, different train tracks to go on. Which train track do you want to be on? Which path do you want to go down? We've got opportunity to change our lives and really reset stuff. Like I remember saying to you before, like my company went right to the edge. But you know what? There was a real surrender in me as well from that. In the past, there wasn't so. But because it was this thing's been happening to everyone, it took the weight off my shoulders of thinking, well, you know what? If my company disintegrates, that's it. I've given I've given it for I've done my best for fourteen years. But if it goes, so be it. You know, I can let that go, and something else will appear for me. That's not happened. You know, it's kind of like bounced back. I kind of had to go to that edge, and I've talked about this in the previous podcasts. That freedom is on the other side of our comfort zone. It's it's us pushing to our edges, and so many of us gone to our edges. But we have to go through. We can't fight with reality. So many of us are fighting this, you know, all the lockdowns. I want to go out. I want to do these things. I want my life to be back to normal. And I don't want to talk about this new normal because I don't particularly like that term. But there's been so many things that we were doing just getting swept up in stuff. This is a year to really focus and be clear and think about the simple things in our lives that are really important to us. Like I said, me being a dad is now. That's my job. You know, that's my priority now is being a good father. I'm sure that I'll pass stuff onto her that I wouldn't have wanted to, unconscious beliefs, patterns, so forth. But I'm going to love her as best I can, you know, and I'm certain that she's going to teach me far more than I'm going to teach her. But for the time being, I'm going to be there for 100%. I'm going to guide her. I'm going to encourage her to be the person she can be or who she is. And you know what? Here's something I'll finish with. She was born um, and I had her in my arms. We've had to, um, she had to go off and, and have, um, and, and be in a different room for a short period of time. And I had Stella with me for like 20, 25 minutes. And I had a, I unbuttoned my shirt and I had a tucked in on my chest. She was close to me and she was so sweet and um, 
I'm I'm just wonderful to be. She's just looking up at me with these big eyes. Um, And I remember saying to her, I said to her, I promise to help you to not forget who you really are and to remember where you're from. And to, I'm going to do my absolute best to impart all the wisdom that I've received and pass it on to her. But I'm going to do it in the best possible way without forcing it on her and just encouraging her. I just wanted to go up and be the best that she can, you know. But to be her, to be herself. Like, not to be a version of me that I wanted to be. Um, so anyway, there we go. We've made it through the episode. Thank you for listening. Like I said, check out Positive News Magazine if you're not already. You want good journalism about good things. You know, it's a really great movement. And, you know, they're changing the way news is for the good. And it needs to happen massively. They're growing, which is great, but it needs to go bigger. It'd be great if they had a YouTube channel as well. It'd be nice if they had something for people to tune into and to listen to. Maybe we can do something like that. And also, again... I'm supporting Positive News in this episode. If you want to support me, you can do through my Patreon page. For as little as a price, a cup of coffee each month, you can become a member along with other people to help me to continue to do this. I've said I'd do this all for free, you know, but I would also love to, one thing I've noticed from my work and Raw this year, um, you know, you can feel the squeeze and stuff and I think it's important to start thinking about getting your side hustles on. And thinking about other things that can generate money. Like I said, I started baking, a little bit of money coming from through that. I've started to do some teaching, money's coming through that. I'm doing this podcast, I get a little bit of money from that. It's just building extra pots so you don't have to be so reliant on one thing. So if that one thing gets pulled from you, and it really did get yanked underneath me for quite some time, it meant that it pushed me in these other directions. Like I said, the watermelon seed effect. It forced me, like if everything was hunky-dory and rosy, I probably would have thought, oh, I'll do that next year. I'll pursue that next year when things calm down. But actually, those things push me to do it. So anyway, if you want to support this podcast, please do. Um, I love you. I hope you've all um, had a safe and well year. And I'm super excited for 2021. Um, I think we're going to have a better year. So anyway, guys, until next time, have a good one. <laughs>